Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. What a house of transformation. Isn't that amazing? There's so much power in this, in this house, in this church. And it's such an honor for, for me to be here and to preach here. Um, we've, we've actually met this church the first time. We've been to this church the first time in 2013. My wife studied here at SDSU for half a year abroad. And I, I visited her and looked for a church. And I just ran into Balboa campus back then. I think it was even like one of the first services that were in this new building. And um, I went in there and we just started pastoring the church. We, we planted our first church in, in Germany back then, like half a year before. And I was 21 years old, had no idea of anything. And, <laughs> and then going into this, I didn't know the Holy Spirit back then and anything. And I went into this building and I just started crying because the presence of God was there. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> and since then, Awaken Church, like this was a moment where, where sort of it was like, you know, sometimes you sort of have like a role model or a picture and, and you just think like, hey, I, I just want to, I, I just want to be like them. <laughs> and this was like the inspiring moment for us as a church back then, for us as pastors. And um, we, uh, we met Pastor Jürgen on, on that Sunday and we realized that like he, he told us that he was born in Germany and just like half an hour from where we lived, he was born and, and we actually now have a campus in the city where Pastor Jürgen was born in, in Tuttlingen. And over the last six years, we went from one to six campuses and it's just amazing what, what God is doing in Germany. And I really say like this house built us. So I, I know that if this church hasn't, wouldn't be there, most of our churches wouldn't be there either. And I don't know where we would be as leaders. So we learned, I think, really, I, like Pastor Jürgen and Leanne, I haven't learned from anyone more than from them. Even if I've only been here like three or four times my whole life. But on distance, you, so thanks to all the media and all these like all, all online community and whatever, like that makes these things possible to be part of a church where you're not living at. So this is so amazing and we learned so much here. And actually we've been here, my wife and I, for the last five weeks now, just for a refreshment and, and getting new vision and being filled with new inspiration. And it's, it's just been so crazy. The last week we've had our campus pastors with us. So four families, we were 17 people, we were around. And um, we just said, they, they just took off two days ago and we were sitting together at night and it was like, we're just sitting there and it's like, hey, we're forever changed. Like we can't go back and, and do the same thing. There has to be like, there's change. And, and you know, this is what happens in this church here, in this house, that you just have to be there and things shift in your life. Because here's such a faith level where you, when you dive in, you just, you just adapt to this faith level, right? And there's so many great like amazing people and pastors and pastor morgan pastor jenny and pastor jeff uh, meeting with him we were meeting with him for uh, with with emerge um 
like catching this whole vision and idea of Emerge. And it was like, we were going out as a team. It was like, this is just crazy, amazing. Like, this is like this man of God and such a power and such a hunger for Jesus and such a vision and strong. And it's, it's incredible. Like, here in this place, you can talk to anyone else and, and you're just pumped afterwards. And I, I thank you guys. So uh, let's give, like, really this whole church, the congregation, the leaders, uh, a big applause because I think it's really, we have to say thank you for this. Yes, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Yeah, wow. And you may be seated. I think it's so important. Thank you, team. You're doing us. Oh, it was so amazing. I love this worship. Can't wait for the worship, um, for the concert tonight, right? Uh, don't want to miss this. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Uh, it's just, I just wanted to leave a few, few minutes here be honoring because I, I actually thought I could just do the whole sermon about talking like what I what I learned, like what I honor here so much, but um, here a few minutes, but I want to dive into the sermon and uh, leave something here because you blessed us so much, so maybe I can leave something here that um, is, is, ch is changing something in our lives. Okay, we're good? Awesome, okay. So really, my, my heart, it burns for transformation. Like we want to see... I want to see Germany changed. You know, Germany, so many things have happened in Germany over the last hundreds of years. The Reformation and so many good things came in Germany. There's such a legacy on, on spiritual transformation. And today there's just so much death in, in, in the Christian faith and religious death. It's, it's crazy. And there's some, some things are going so crazy. And we're praying for Germany and we're going to transform this country with the church. And I see this is happening in this church. And it's so amazing to see, like I always say, like Awaken Church, there's just like many steps in front of us, but it gives us hope and a vision how we can look like in Germany. And, and I'm praying for this. And we're praying that people in our community get, get saved and changed. And, in my, in my, and, and there are friends that are becoming like, that they're transformed. And sometimes we're so all into transformation. And then we think like, okay, where's my transformation, Right. So I don't know, sometimes we read in the Bible that we're a new creation through Jesus. And sometimes, I don't know how you are, but, but sometimes I think, where is, this trans where is this new David? Where is this new me? Like I'm sometimes caught in old patterns and old things. And I'm like, where is this new? And we want to look today, I, I have this title, How to Win Your Inner Battles. Because we want to know how can we really shift and how can we win the inner battles that are going on inside of us. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. So if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. So we're a new creation through Jesus. This is so amazing. This is such, this is like, this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's, I am a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And now I want to jump into a longer uh, scripture in Romans 8, verse 1 through 15. So sometimes we're in church and we're waiting until the pastor or the preacher read the verses and then start listening what he's saying about it. But, you know, today's my, like, this sermon here is my fifth sermon in English. So last service was my fourth. <laughs> So, so, 
But I can promise you, even if it was in German, if I was preaching in German, the Bible is the better sermon. Okay, so the best part is the scripture. And I'm just saying some other things to it. Okay, but the real sermon, that's the scripture. I mean, the word of God is better than my word. <laughs> okay, so therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God, It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, Then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. For it is... You, for, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. Amen. Whew. It was great with you guys. <laughs> okay, so this is a whole sermon series itself, but we want to look at how to win your inner battles. Because we see in this, in this scripture here, there's like this, this battle inside of us. And we have to look at the, the source of the problem. So there's like this battle between the flesh and the spirit, between the old and the new. And in Genesis, the first book in the Bible, we read um, that God created us in his image. Right? God created man in his image. It doesn't mean that we look like him. Oh, well, I have the eyes of the Father, the hands of the Son, and the feet of the Holy Spirit. It means in his likeness. So who is God? And that's like in his likeness he made us. So God is love, right? So he created us to be love. Many people turn it around and say, well, God is love, so love is our God. Nope. It's like, it's, it's, so we don't make love our God. Right? God is love, but not love is God. Okay? It's something different. <laughs> you can say like, um, I mean, California is part of the U.S., but the U.S. isn't California. Okay? So this is like God is love, but not love is God. 
So we're created in his image. So God created us to be love. God created us to be love. And then we read about the fall of men. Adam and Eve, when they ate from the forbidden fruit, then, they, then God said, hey, when you eat from this tree, you will surely die. And what happened? They ate from the fruit? Well, okay, nothing changed. Oh, I'm naked. Let's hide from God. They didn't die. They just hid from God. So they didn't really die. But what happened? Not their body died, but where body, soul, and spirit, our spirit died. So the spirit died because it disconnected from God. A disconnected spirit from God is dead. So when we're, yesterday we were at the Morgan's house. It was amazing. They have this garden. Oh my goodness. It's incredible. I love it so much. The avocado trees. Uh, so if you cut this avocado tree um, and just leave it there, it will die. <laughs> right? No brainer. It's the same in our lives. When our spirit disconnects from God, who is the source of love, who is the source of life, when it's disconnected, we die. So when God created us in his image, in his likeness, to be love, we need love. And that's why when we're disconnected from God, we look for love everywhere. We're looking for love. We're searching for love in sex. Oh, in being seen. In, in just like all different things of um, acceptance and the things of recognition and satisfactions because we feel loved. Oh, I feel rejected right now. I don't feel loved. Okay, so that's why I get the love somewhere else. That's why I watch porn. That's why I'm just like going around and whatever, doing things and filling my soul and because my soul is not loved anymore. Because I don't feel loved anymore. Because, of course, I'm disconnected from love. And for a short moment, it might, seem, it might seem like I'm being loved again. But in the next moment, you dry and die. And this is what happens in our lives. It dries and dies. And so this is actually where men is at. We're, we're just disconnected from God. We're disconnected from love. And so we, I want to I wanna show you to us this way we're so we're body soul and spirit and when jesus god saw that there's a problem that people are disconnected from god and he wanted us to be connected to him again that we can have life again that we can have love again that we're not have to search that we don't have to search everywhere for love but that we can be loved again because we're connected to him and the only solution was he himself became man that was Jesus came on this earth and died on the cross for your and my sin because our sin divides us from God. And that this division can be, 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 be healed and that you can be connected again. That's why Jesus died and rose on the third day so that we can have life when we believe in him. And so what happened is, or when we look at our body, soul, and spirit, you know, our body... As it says in verse 10, it says, um, even though your body is subject to death because of sin. Yep, our body here on earth is not redeemed. Okay, so our body here, isn't it, it will be redeemed. It will be redeemed in eternity. We will see things here. We see healing here. But the, the thing is, we're not, our body is not redeemed here. Our, our spirit is redeemed as soon as we give our lives to Jesus. Because it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, that 
whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So my spirit and God's spirit become one spirit. So my spirit comes back to life. So my disconnected spirit from God becomes one spirit with God's spirit. So the spirit of God is living inside of us. So my spirit, when I give my life to Jesus, is redeemed. And then we have this weird thing in between. It's our soul. It's our soul. My will, my thoughts, my emotions. And these emotions, we would say they're in the process of getting redeemed. It's what the Bible says, sanctification. And we're in this process here on earth of the sanctification of our soul. And in our soul, there's the battle between old and new. So it's not the spirit, it's in the soul. Because my will, oh God, I don't, I don't want this, when God says. God, did you really say? When, we, when I have desires that are not, not the things that God wants, that's my old me, right? And it sucks. <laughs> and that's the battle we're in. So I want to I dive a little deeper the second big verse on this topic, it's in Galatians 5, verse 16 to 25. And it says, So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Okay. Paul, mic drop. Oh my goodness. So we see this battle between old and new. There's the flesh and there's the new, the living by the Spirit. And, you know, God loves your soul. So sometimes we fall into God hates my soul. No, God loves your soul, but he hates your flesh. God loves your soul, but he hates your flesh because he hates sin. And in, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. So, you know, God gives you a new creation. But we have to learn to walk in this. And I want to show it this way. Um, who of you um, has an iPhone today? Yeah? Okay. Jesus loves the other ones too. And no. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. But who remembers these um, old cell phones where you had snake and, and where you, yeah. <laughs> and remember when these phones came where you could take the first, first pictures? I remember my sister, she got one of, like, these, these where you could, could open, and she could take pictures. They were so horrible, you couldn't see anything, but it was like, they can take pictures? How awesome is this? Right? Okay. So with these old cell phones, this is just a toy, but it's, it makes sense. And um, 
<laughs> I couldn't find one, so uh, I got this one. Okay, so <laughs> it's probably pretty same functions. <laughs> so you could call, you could text message, and you could play a few games. That was probably about it. And we were so happy about this. But then there was this big invention Steve Jobs had to, start, to, 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 to have an, a smartphone. We could do like all the things that we're doing today. And you couldn't imagine a life without a smartphone. And so it's like, and my mom, <laughs> she already had pretty much trouble with this kind of phone. I remember like, yeah, how do I call someone? Well, there's this green button you can just press. Okay, you can just press this button and, you know, it works pretty easy. And then when the switch came to an iPhone, this was, this was like knockout. I don't know. I, I remember with my mom, it was so funny, like to explain her all the things. And, and it, was, it was a hard way, but she's doing better now. <laughs> but she had to, she had to um, unlearn certain patterns and learn new patterns. And this is actually what the, like to take this image down to what this Bible scripture says. It's like we had this old man, but we were redeemed and God gave us something new. Different functions, it, different rules, the whole thing works differently. But we're often so still caught in old thought patterns of this one, so we don't know how to use this one. So we're off, like, I want to start here and say, like, hey, how do I open this? You know? And this is, like, sort of how we use, God gave us a new, made us a new creation, but I'm sometimes stuck in these old patterns. So that's why it says in Romans 12, verse 2, be transformed by renewing of your mind. Because I have to get, like, how does it work going with this cool new iPhone? You know? It's like, how, how does this thing work? And this is actually learning new thought patterns. That's what we call discipleship. So this is a discipleship church, right? We learn how to learn how to walk in these new patterns, right? Okay, so this is actually what, what this is. We have to, I am, and we, we often fall into this lie when I see like these wrong patterns in my life. Oh, there's a, there's a dirty thought. There's something like a lie. There's something that's just not what I know God wants. And then we fall into the tempta temptation to believe or to think, well, Am I new or maybe am I still the old one? And we have to kick the devil's lie in this and, and say, no, it's just I am new, but I still have the thought patterns of the old. I just have to unlearn old things and learn new things. Because we went through school in our life always just like learning how, how do I feed my soul for myself? Because our soul, when we're disconnected from God, we have to learn, like, we have to unlearn so many things. So I want to show you another illustration uh, with, with these um, great balloons. <laughs> okay, so um, here we're, there's the spirit. And when we give our lives to Jesus, our spirit is redeemed. So this, my spirit and God's spirit is one. Okay, so there's no junior Holy Spirit. Right? There's the one Holy Spirit. And then we have our soul. But in our soul, there's the battle between old and new. And God, like, we're in the process of being redeemed, right? In our soul. Like, things, thought patterns are learned new. Like, I want to, 
take on the new what the Bible says. And when I go with my, my, with my flesh, with my old part of the soul, I try to connect to the spirit, but I can't feed off it. It just bounces off. That's why I never learn how to walk in the spirit because my old part of the soul, my flesh, cannot connect with the spirit because God hates it so much. It's contrary to God. I can never, I can, I can run, I can ghost walk the spirit a little bit out of my own strength, but then sometimes just lose it. But then the Bible has this great word that was Jesus' first message and John the Baptist's message was repent. <laughs> repent. Repent is metanoia. That means changing your thinking. It's like turning. It's like the word turning around 180 degrees. Change your thinking 180 degrees. So it's like turning around, repenting. And then like, you know, turning around. And then you can connect to the spirit. Oh, wow. And suddenly you're connected. And where the spirit leads, he leads you. You can feed off the spirit. The spirit is your home. So this is actually what happens when we repent and turn around. There's a big difference between regret and repentance. Often we just regret things but don't repent. Regret is I just don't, I just regret it. I didn't like what I did but I'm not willing to change. And repent is, I didn't like it, and I will change. Right? So this is actually repentance. God wants us not just, he loves us too much to leave us the same. So we, he wants us to change our thinking, to change our lifestyle, to connect to the spirit that he can lead us. That he, that we can feed from him. That my soul can lean on the spirit, live by the spirit, be refreshed by the spirit. All what these Bible verses said about it's since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. This way, you can keep in step with the Spirit. Because where the Spirit leads, I will follow. Yeah. And when I'm always my old, when I'm walking my flesh, where the Spirit leads, I even don't want to follow. I don't even want to follow. Right. <laughs> okay, so therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. So we're drawn to God when we live in the Spirit. And we, our soul can be nourished by the Spirit. We can be connected again to love. And we don't always have to chase after our own dreams and thoughts and, and will and emotions. Because I'm not a slave to my emotions and to my will anymore. Wow, I'm, I'm a son and daughter of the Most High. And now I'm connected to him and can feed off him. I can get from my identity from him. I can get the freedom from him. So we're in the flesh when our soul thinks, feels, or wants godless things. I like this word godless because it's just less of God and more of me. <laughs> but God wants less of me and more of him. And then stepping into all that God has for us. So actually we just, we find who we are when we find him. Where do we recognize our flesh or where do we see our flesh coming out? I would say in our everyday coping strategies. So when you come home and you're spent, you're exhausted, and then you come home and, and what's your th first thing to do? Where, where is your nourishment coming from? Many people, that's where alcoholics start, right? From, from 
trying to feed the soul, trying to, to, to drink the pain away, trying to hide, trying, trying to escape things. That's where porn addictions start, when, when, when people feel rejected and try to get the, the satisfaction from other things. That's where all these different patterns and habits come. And I mean, there's like, we all have these kinds of patterns. We all have these kind of coping strategies where, what do we do when we're unhappy? What's our go-to? Where we, is it eating? So I sometimes tell my team like, okay, when I'm, when I'm getting too big again, it's probably I'm emotionally not too healthy. Except for here in the States right now, I'm just eating because I just love it. Okay, <laughs> really, I came here, this, these pants, I used to, ha I, I had to wear a belt five weeks ago and I can just wear it this way. Yeah. <laughs> But, but I know we're, we're doing fa fasting weeks in, uh, when I come back in one and a half weeks. So I felt I'm just going to do loading. And okay, whatever. Okay, I just love, oh my goodness, I just love the Mexican food, American food, In-N-Out Burger. Oh, we've been to, oh, we've been to so, uh, and, and like meeting all these people and having these awesome meals. I don't want to look on my Eating habits here, so, but that's, that's vacation, right? It's okay. You can do that for a time. So, but there are unhealthy eating habits because you have, want to feed uh, an inner need. So there we can find, like, what's my flesh looking for? I read a study on boredom, um, so, and it was from Timothy Wilson at the University of Virginia, And they actually had a group of people, and they gave everyone an electric shock. And then afterwards, he asked the people, would you um, pay $5 to not get another electric shock? And everyone said, yes, I would pay $5 not to get another one. And then right after that, they um, took, people, took um, the people alone in, a, in an isolated room. There was nothing in there except for a red button. And when you press on the red button, you get an other electric shock. So the study was trying, what do people do when they're bored? What, how, how can people handle their boredom? And so two-thirds of the men, after 15 minutes, gave themselves an electric shock, <laughs> where they said 15 minutes earlier, I would pay $5 not to get one. And one-fourth of the women, I guess women have a not so much desire to hurt themselves. I don't know. <laughs> But still, one-fourth of the women after 50 minutes, they also grabbed the, the, the thing and gave themselves an electric shock. And it was like the message of this study was people can't really handle their soul. When people are alone themselves, that's why we sometimes flee into all this Netflix and that... You, I mean, you, you, you're any, like you can sit anywhere in the waiting room and find someone who's not on their smartphone. And sometimes we just can't handle it. Take tonight half an hour and just sit on the couch and do nothing. No, not tonight. Tonight we're at the worship. But, but tomorrow, tomorrow. Like we, we just sometimes really can't handle this. We can't handle ourselves. We can't handle our soul. And so this is like our soul is, is so so destructive, our flesh, our fleshly soul, because we're not created to feed ourselves for ourselves. We're created, our soul is created to feed from the Spirit. 
So now I want to, or yeah, here in, in Galatians 5 or 16, it says, so I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Most souls have never learned to feed in the Spirit. So now I want to look at four quick points. How do I learn to live as a new creation? The first point is stop waiting for God to heal your old man. Stop waiting for God to heal your old man. God hates the flesh. Okay? In Romans 8 verse 7 to 8 it says, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So there's many verses that say just God, it's just like contrary to God. So we can't wait until, like for God to heal my flesh. My, my flesh should die with Jesus. And it should be buried. And that's why we need a new creation. We need to be born again, right? So Steve Jobs didn't say, okay, yeah, just take your old Nokia smart, uh, cell phone and come to the Apple store. And I'll just give you an update of iOS on there. And you can use it as an iPhone. No. They said, throw this crappy thing away. Get an iPhone. Yeah. And this is actually what the Bible says. Throw this crappy thing away. I know you might be emotionally detached to this thing. But it's just crappy. Throw it away and get the new life. Grab, take a grab of the new life that Jesus gave you. So there's this demand to walk in the new life. In Ephesians 4 verse 24, it says, Now put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. It's like, come on, let's put on the new. You can walk around and not put it on. I can choose, but I want to choose new. Put it on. Put it on. When you come home, put it on. Don't walk into their old habits. So let's renounce from these ungodly um, programmed thoughts and feelings. Second point is deny your old man and bring him completely to the cross. Deny your old man and bring him completely to the cross. Jesus says in Matthew 16, 24, if you want to follow me, pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. So Jesus doesn't say, yeah, just follow me. He says, if you want to follow me, because there's a big crowd of people who want to follow him. And he says, if you want to follow me, don't just say, yeah, Jesus, I'll follow you. <laughs> now pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. And then he looked, who will follow me? Because just wanting to follow Jesus and following Jesus is, the, is a different thing. Wow. So when Jesus says, deny yourself, we're looking at another story where Peter denied Jesus for three, three times. And what did he say? He said, I don't know him. I don't know this man. And this is what denying yourself means is, I don't know this man. So when you come home, when I come home, this was a game changer for me. When I had bad thoughts, and I, I realized, man, this is really, really a bad thought. This is a bad habit. And I sometimes like just said, stop and I zoomed out and said this is not me I don't know this David I don't know him anymore he's dead oh where's this coming from that's not me I don't know him I am new so this is what deny yourself means is like saying I don't know this pattern I don't know him I am new so let's take our old man and bring him completely to the cross the third point is train your soul to lean on your spirits. 
So this is what I meant here. Train your soul. We have to learn how to lean on the Spirit, how to be led by the Spirit, how to, how do I connect with the Spirit? And um, I, I like the, I like pickles. <laughs> Who of you likes pickles? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so actually pickles are actually just like these small cucumbers. And you put them in this water with all these herbs and, and vinegar, right? In, Ger in Germany, we call them vinegar cucumbers, sort of the word, okay? So you just take these and you put them in this vinegar and you just leave them there. They're just soaking. They're just there. They're just adapting its environment. And then later you can eat these pickles. So this is actually what, men's, what, what it means to learn how to um, lean on the Spirit. It's like, how do I connect with God? How do I be, how, how can I just be there and be changed? So this is one thing I really want to also really say thank you because this is something that has like changed here in this church so much of me because at home we were like thinking okay how can we and it's always good you know how can we train people how can we like bring like spiritual maturity and discipleship and all that it's all very important but there's like one thing maybe you don't even realize how powerful this is in this church but we just come here and I come with this faith level and then you just jump into this church you come to man's prayer you come into the service you pray for the book of miracles and like What is happening here? There's so much faith in the room. So there's like, in this church, it's like this faith level. And I just jumped in here for five weeks and our team for a week. And it's like, we're just changed being here. Because jumping in there and just soaking in the atmosphere, just being part of this thing is like changing you. This is something like learning how to lean on the Spirit and to find places where to be filled and to, 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 to be nurtured and to be fed by the Spirit. The fourth point is spend time with God. It's a no-brainer, but it's so important. So go to the services. Don't like pri prioritize it. Soak and surf. Connect group is so important. Go to men's prayer, to women's prayer. Men's prayer, that was for me the first time. Men's prayer is like, dude, it's so early. <laughs> are you serious? Why are you meeting so early? I posted it on Instagram and like some guys from our team said, oh yeah, let's do this, but PM. <laughs> I was ghost walking in there sort of, you know, like a zombie. And, and there's these guys, like these men. Okay, and just being there makes something with your masculinity level. I don't know. Okay, you come in there and suddenly you're around these men and you're like, oh man, I feel like a man, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so women, if you want a man, bring him to men's prayer. <laughs> and, then, and, and then you're in there and you feel like there's such an atmosphere of faith. In the morning at 5.30 a.m., how crazy is this? Then you start praying, you start believing for miracles, for breakthrough, for, for inner healing, for freedom. And, and you're there and you're like, this just is incredible. So spending time with God, prioritizing these things, having private prayer sessions, speaking in tongues, reading your Bible, getting in the Word, being transformed by His Word. These are the things, yes, you, you can shortcut these things. 
Sometimes we want a shortcut reading the Bible. We want a shortcut prayer times. We want a shortcut cut, um, connect groups. No, you, you can't shortcut these. These are essentials. So you can't make a cucumber without vinegar. Okay, we need the whole, whole recipe. Okay, so let's, I want to pray with you and um, especially if, if one thing might help us change something is this image. So that we see, God, I am you. When you gave your life to Jesus, you're a new creation. You might need to be filled by the Spirit to get all the apps unlocked. But you're the new creation. Stop telling yourself, I'm still the old one. Start going into discipleship and unlearning these old habits and learning the new habits. And if you never gave your life to Jesus, I want to invite you to do this decision this morning. And maybe you've been going to church all your life. Maybe you've had parents telling you, you know all the things, you know all the features of an iPhone, but it's not yours. And maybe to this, this morning or this afternoon is the moment to really surrender your life to Jesus. To say, I will bring this old thing to the cross. And Jesus gave you this new life. I want to pray with you for, right, for, for this decision. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to become this new creation, if you're in this room right now, I want to pray with you. But if you want to give your life to Jesus now, I will ask you to raise your hand real quick. If it's you this morning to say, I want to surrender my life to Jesus, thank you so much. Is there someone else? Yes, come on, come on. If there's someone else, yes, come on, come on. Yes, thank you so much. Wow, wow, yes. Is there someone else? Yeah, come on, wow. God bless you. Maybe you should even, I know this might be, maybe you should bump your neighbor and ask, is it you that should raise his hand? Because I think there's some, sometimes these divine moments, I sometimes imagine it's like a carousel, or how do you say this, I don't know. It, it spins around and then there's this moment where it stops and you can jump off until it goes the next round. I think this morning or this afternoon is like a divine moment where you can jump off and get this new life. Is there someone else? Come on, let's, let's uh, stand to our feet. I want to pray with you. And I want to pray one sentence. And uh, like, you can just pray, pray with me. And um, let's, as a whole church congregation, let's, let's uh, join in with this prayer, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, I am a sinner who needs salvation. Wash me clean make me new. I want to be your best friend. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for me on the cross, and you rose again on the third day for my new life. Now fill me with the Holy Spirit and make me new.
I come home to you. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even import our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.